Salutations and welcome to another edition of the Native Immigrants Podcast. I'm your host, Swami Barakas, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jojo underscore B. What's going on, Jojo B? Hi. So, speed is of the essence today, Jojo B. It is. It really is. We've got MZT in about an hour. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's the time. And we also need to have some dinner. We do. Yeah. Because this baby needs to be fed. Yeah, and we've changed up our setup right now. Usually both of us are sitting here with our table stands, you know, being all comfortable. But you have the microphone resting on your stomach. Yep, if you hear any like weird noises, it's probably the baby kicking the belly. Yeah. And the microphone is resting on the belly. You look like, you know, like a heavily pregnant karaoke singer. (laughs) That's just like, you know, come out for her baby shower. You know, that kind of Nana Muscuri kind of look. The glasses and the long hair. You know, sing some Greek classics for us, Jojo B. No? <laughs> no. Do you not know any Greek? No, I don't, funnily enough. We went all the way to Greece. Do we remember anything, any language that was used? No. No. Oh my God, we're I so bad. I have baby brain. I don't remember most things these days though, so. And I have um, sympathetic husband of pregnant wife brain, which means that, you know, whatever you feel, I'm kind of giving you that sympathy, you know, by also feeling the same way. <laughs> so I'm just as... Uh, well... As a reminder, what are we talking about today? Because I know we discussed this before we came. Yeah. We decided to record, but I can't remember a word of it. No, absolutely. Well, we've got a few different things to speak about. Uh, in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about things like public transport and the courtesy that people give to pregnant women. Yeah, this has been an eye-opener. It'll be an interesting little discussion. Yeah, it'll be interesting from one end, and it'll be me trying to restrain you from using too much profanity and cussing people It'll be a bit of a rant, yes. Yeah, I'm going to be on uh, referee mode, basically, the second half of the show. Because speed is of the essence, we're just going to kick things off, right from the offset. A couple of weeks ago, we were in Newcastle. Yeah. And your mum made some amazing uh, Punjabi samosa for me. Yes, she did. I can't eat them because I'm gluten-free. No. But I watched in envy as you ate loads. Yeah, gorged on them. But, you know, we spoke on our radio show later on when Mm -hmm. we were in Newcastle on Spice FM. On our very first radio show. Yeah. And one of the things I put across to people was just to get a kind of consensus of what people's thoughts were on samosa. Specifically, Gujarati samosas, samosas versus Punjabi samosa. Yeah. And so on the show, obviously, the two of us were debating this at, at length. And obviously, Punjabi samosa are the best. Well, I put a little poll out on Instagram stories after our radio show Uh to try to gauge what people were saying. I also put this across on Facebook. And Facebook, there was a bit of a 50-50 going on between the number of Punjabi samosa votes and the Gujarati samosa votes. Yes. But on Instagram stories, Uh the results were... Drum roll, please. Gujarati samosas, 54%. Punjabi samosas, 46%. See, now this is a massively biased poll because you obviously have way more Gujaratis following you. I do not. On Instagram. And so people voted the wrong way. No, see, I have, a, I have, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a very diverse range of friends, fans, followers and family. Yeah, I know. But you have to, for it to be scientific, you have to have equal representation it has to be an even sample right and so then that way you know that the answer is the truth this is not the truth well um i put it out to our lovely people listeners of this show also and this is what the results have given so i think the results word is final 
No. <laughs> Jojo B's not happy. No, Brexit doesn't mean Brexit. <laughs> and this doesn't mean this. Yeah, are we allowed to have like a second referendum vote on some Yeah, I think we should. You know, we'll put it across to people. If people weren't happy with the final result, I'm talking to you specifically, my Punjabi peoples, uh, then let me know. And I'm, I'm more than happy to have a second vote. See, I'm, I'm up for democracy. You lot put bloody carrots in it. What is that about? No, there's nothing wrong with... Like I said, it adds to your five a day. No. You know, peas, carrots. Sometimes people put gobi in them. I've seen small little pieces sometimes. Oh my God, just make it worse. Why don't you? <sighs> well, anyway, like a good samosa is a good samosa. We're not here to segregate and separate. But, you know, I like to think the Gujaratis know. When it comes to samosas, you know. There's a place for all of it. But when it comes to the best, in terms of ranking, uh-huh. the Punjabis know how to do it best. Right. Okay. Well, that's subjective. But what also is subjective, mm. Great British Bake Off. Yeah. So last week's show was a little bit of a tense one for you and me, Jojo B. It was. Because it was Danish week. It was so random. And so, I, you know, like they had vegan week and no one cared about that. And then they had Danish week, which, you know, no one cares about either. Yeah. So, it <laughs> so was... apologies to all my Danish people listening right now. Thank you no, for giving you us lovely Hans pastries. Christian Andersen and the Little Mermaid. And I really uh, miss Danish pastries because I don't. They don't make gluten-free Danish pastries. I miss those. Mm. But do I want to watch a whole episode of Bake Off about it? Not really. Same with vegan food. I eat it, but do I want a whole show about it? Probably not. <laughs> Especially not when it comes to the baking. So, you know, like two kind of weak shows. I thought. Well, we are living in an age of inclusivity. Mm-hmm. You know, veganism is now on the rise. It is. Um, big up all my vegan friends. You know, they'll let you know who you, who they are. <laughs> yeah, they definitely will. Um, and obviously, now we're still in Europe, so you know, I'd like to feel that European baking is quite significant in the UK. Yes, it is. Maybe not Danish. No, it just felt really odd. It just was like an odd one. Yeah, it, I think they're clutching at straws now. Like, what haven't we done before? Danish. That's all we haven't done. Still waiting for that gluten-free week to come back, Jojo V, which you obviously will watch with uh, They did one last time, and it wasn't that great either. Oh, really? Just stick to the basics, people, is what we're saying. Um, But specifically, that episode could have been a potential heartbreaker for us. I know. Because Rahul had a bit of a mare. He really did, and he scared the shit out of us. Yeah. Because we did not want him to go anywhere, obviously. But he was really shit last week. He was horrendous in all three tasks. He, the the nerves got him, got the better of him. His anxiety was like at crazy levels. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, just couldn't handle the pressure. He had a shocker. Just wanted to give him a hug. Yeah, he, you know, he's a bit of a timid guy. And, you know, he wouldn't boo to a goose. Yeah. But... When it came to specifically on those challenges, was he found lacking? Look, he came here to this country a few years ago and mm. he's been learning to bake. And so he's kind of got the English baking down. Yes. I think this is a slightly unfair challenge on him because he's so unfamiliar with a lot of stuff anyway that I think if he was going to struggle, he was going to struggle on, you know, random European baking. Um, Although I'd like to say, I don't think many of the people left on that show had as much knowledge as as anyone else on Danish baking. So everyone, it was true. it was a bit of a level playing field in that instance. This is true, but Ruby smashed it. Ruby did smash it. You know, she did really, really well. 
Um, and she was Star Baker this week, yeah, which was. is a, a massive plus. Well deserved as well. Very well um, deserved. But, but yeah, Rahul needs to step it up. Well, that's the thing. Should he have gone, Jojo B? No, because I think Manon's been rubbish all the way through. And she I don't know how she's got through. Because she's always made stuff that looks good. Hmm. But it tastes not very good at all. Mm. And so she did Danish week, but she just made everything taste French. Yeah. You know, she's French, fair enough. But, you, you know, you've got to at least try to make it taste a bit Danish. And she didn't do that. So yeah, I think she deserved to go because she's been the least consistent. Yeah, out of the people left on the show, she has been sort of inconsistent in that way. Uh, she's had a couple of decent weeks, but I was on the Asian Network the day after Bake Off. I know, you don't even watch that program unless I force you to. And so now all of a sudden you're an expert. Well, you know, I'm a representative of our community. Uh, Asian Network have obviously seen this. And also the fact that I'm a big proponent of Rahul himself. So obviously I'm one of the key people to ask on such a discussion. Yes. <laughs> they should have asked Jojo B is what she's trying to say. But, you know, the the thing that people were saying on that show was, you know, was was he found out? He's had a couple of dodgy weeks on Bake Off. And now we're left to the last few people. He really had a bit of a shocker in comparison to Manon. Should he have gone? I think the argument I made was in the past, they've kind of looked at people specifically on a week by week basis. And I've seen Liam and I've seen Selassie both been voted off on Bake Off after being amazing bakers and had one off week. Yeah. Um, And I kind of feel that Rahul is allowed one because for me, he's still the standout baker out of everyone left on the show. He's been the best so far, which is why he stayed now. That's what it is. And we'll see how he gets on. Yeah, because by the time you listen into this episode, he may have gone. Please no. Hopefully not, um, because, like I said, he has been the best baker on that show. Bryony, I get annoyed with her a little bit. Kim Joy is really cool, um, but even Kim Joy's had a little inconsistent time recently. She'll make it to the final. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I like Kim Joy. She's fun. But what what are the chances of an all-Asian final, Jojo? Oh my God, I would love it. Yeah. What would your allegiances like? Rahul, isn't it? Or would it be Ruby? Well, I mean, it should be Ruby. Because he's like, you know, Brit-Asian. Yeah, exactly. But we all love Rahul. We all love Rahul. And I'm so glad he's still in it as of recording time. Yeah. Uh, But talking about baking and chefs and cooking and all the things that happen in the kitchen, Uh I want to big up the brother Dhruv Mittal. Yay! Who was on last week's Sunday brunch. Yep, he was. And he was showcasing some amazing biryani. Yeah, he's the biryani expert. He is the biryani king. I think we can officially anoint him that. Yeah. Uh, but I want to big up Drew because he's a big listener of this show. Very early on in the Native Immigrants podcast, he's been on it since day one. He's got very good taste. He's got amazing taste. And in podcast and food. And food, yeah, exactly. Two best things in life. What yeah. more do you want? And he messaged me very, very early on in our process and said, you know, I really love the podcast. I really love what you guys are doing. And so we showed him some love on social media. And he said, have you guys ever come to my restaurant? You know, and I'd be like, you know what? We haven't yet. We haven't yet. But you know what? I could do with some biryani. I could really do with some as of right now, because not only are we hungry, but we've got to hurry the show up because we've got uh, an NCT class happening very, very soon. Yeah. Um, But big up Dhruv. He actually said we're his favorite podcast ever and that we're both amazing. Oh, thanks. And so are you, Dhruv. Big up for being on that show. Hopefully just leads to bigger and better things. Yeah. Indeed. fingers Fingers crossed indeed. A couple of things. TV stuff. 
we'll just touch on that briefly. Now, there's going to be an amazing episode of Doctor Who coming up, Jojo B. Yes, there is. Do you mind discussing it? Because even I'm a little bit flummoxed that this is even happening. So we've been saying that we need to watch this series and we haven't so far and I love it and you don't. So we need to like, I need to kind of get you to love Doctor Who. Okay, fine. Right. But this might get you kind of more interested, I think. Okay. So the sixth episode of the new series Mm. is um, called Demons of the Punjab. What? Yeah. And it sees Doctor Who going back in time to India in 1947. What? Yep. So she's going to go with her companion Yaz, who we've talked about before. Yep, on a previous new, episode. Yeah, the new Asian companion. Big up. And um, Yaz wants to find out more about her grandmother and her grandmother's history during the partition. So they travel back in time. No way. Uh, because, you know, they've got the TARDIS and they can legitimately amazing because yeah. i've not seen the partition really focused on outside of documentaries you know on british tv yeah so exactly. to to highlight it in a fictional show i think it'd be awesome well there's going to be a sci-fi element to it obviously because it's doctor who yeah yep. so they get there and doctor who finds that the land has been haunted by demons and is causing havoc amongst all the population no way terrorizing the population so yeah Damn. That is going to be no, episode number six. So it's going to be out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's written by Vinay Patel. Who's actually a friend of my brother. Oh, really? Yeah. Ashish messaged me and said, oh, one of my mates is writing an episode of Doctor Who. Check it out. And it was this episode that we're talking about oh. right now. Big up. Well, he also created another program that we watched a while ago called Murdered by My Father. Oh, awesome. So awesome. he was behind that. It's also going to star Shane Zaza, who has appeared in Happy Valley. Awesome. Amita Suman, who's in Ackley Bridge. Big up. One of our favourites. She plays Samira, I believe, in that yes, Ackley Bridge. Yeah. And Hamza Jidua, who's in Our Girl. Okay. Apologies if she mispronounced that. That is absolutely amazing. And yeah, really interesting to see how they're going to touch on that episode. Because Partition is a very delicate subject area for a lot of people still a very sensitive area extremely Uh, we recently had the anniversary 70 years and so there are a number of programs that came on television to reflect that time period and give a bit more insight into exactly what happened during that era Yeah. so um, hopefully all this does is highlight the issues and the problems during that era for so many people but obviously they're going to touch on it in a fictional way but it's good to highlight and educate yeah It'll be fans of sci-fi, fans of Doctor Who, very young fans as well. Yeah, yeah. You don't get to learn about it at school. It'd be really good for them to understand what the history of South Asians in this country. Just use the TARDIS to go back in time and stop the empire from coming up and turning up in (laughs) India is what she really should do. If you really wanted to do that, Doctor Who, do you know what I mean? I should should write a future episode. With Vinay Patel. We can co-write it because obviously now I'm looking at a career change. Maybe writing sci-fi is where the Barracuda's true talents lie. Okay, then. No support at all from my <laughs> wife. Fuck this. Um, but talking about television and Asians and writing, Informa oh, yeah. started this past week. Finally got me to watch it. Yeah. we've been <laughs> So uh, we've been championing the cause of trying to get more Asians on TV just being normal and trying to get away from factual or fictional programs that document us as terrorists yeah and so informa has done that specifically 
Yeah. So we watched the first episode. So let's just put it out there. I grudgingly got Joja B to watch the first episode. She dithered and dithered for a long time. Eventually, I, I twisted her arm enough to say, do you know what? If you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for the culture. So now I've got to explain my stance on this, right? We watched the first episode mm-hmm. and it's very well acted. Yep. It's got a great script. Do you know what? It's got, Even I was my, surprised. It's got Paddy Considino, who's one of my favourite actors. Absolutely. You know, there's nothing wrong with it per se, mm. other than the fact it's just another show about Asians being terrorists. Mm. And after The Bodyguard and the disappointment of that ending, mm. I just am a little bit bored of that whole genre. Yeah. And the BBC keep producing this stuff. And I'm like, well, you know what? We're not all terrorists. And people do normal things and it would be nice to just kind of show a different story yeah That's all. yeah absolutely there's no there's no reason it couldn't have just been a, a massive crime plot uh, that just happened to have asians basically in exactly. it exactly and you know london looks amazing in it mm. and like it's just uh, brick lane looks awesome yeah, yeah. i love all of that about it it's just come on yeah storyline come on I was actually pleasantly surprised. I actually did enjoy the first episode. I know we're talking about Asians and terrorism, blah, blah, blah. But well, it's it was because it's well written and it's well and it's well acted. Yeah, exactly. I'm just waiting for it to get really corny, though, because Bodyguard was really well acted and really well written. Yeah. And then it just got corny. Mm. So I, I just, yeah. Well, the whole Sorry. series is uh, bingeable because uh, it's all on iPlayer. So maybe we'll just binge it one day and then give a proper true appraisal of what we think of it okay um you know because you know I'd, I'd like to give shows a little bit more time we did that with next of kin and we gave it a few shows and we just switched off after a while and said you know what no we're done with this and with this show specifically i think it needs a couple more two or three more episodes to really get to grips yeah. with it let's see where it goes you know boy like mim shake is in one of the episodes as well yeah. so you know it'd be a good chance to to showcase some british asian talent on tv which is always great to see yeah Definitely. That's a champion all of that stuff. Yeah. Just, it'd be nice if they didn't have to play terrorists, that's all. Yeah, I know. But yeah, but talking about Mimshake, he's got his documentary Finding My Father out as well. Still need to watch that. Which we will watch for next week's show. I'm just, the hormones make me really emotional at the moment, so I'm not sure that this is going to be one that I can kind of sit through without becoming a blubbering mess. Yeah. We'll have the tissues ready. We'll have handkerchiefs at the ready for you and I both. Lastly, on this half of the show, a couple of events that we're going to be going to in the next few weeks, Jojo B, which mm-hmm. I thought we'd highlight and, and raise some awareness of yeah. for those people who haven't got tickets yet. Uh, the Asia House Bargary Foundation Literature Festival is still going on. So we went to an event back in September with Nikesh Shukla and Nish Kumar yeah. having a discussion. But two events that we'll be going to, one is called Hungry Ghosts, Tales from Asia. This is going to be on Halloween night. I hope it's not too scary because I'm really easily scared. Well, on this night, you're going to hear some scary effing stories from a bunch of amazing spoken word artists with a bit of an Asian twist. I'm really worried that I'm going to get scared because I get scared really easily. Yeah. Like really easily, like from trailers for horror films. Yeah, I I have to avert your eyes and I've got to turn the volume down on the TV. So you're not going to be able to turn the volume down in an event, <laughs> Jojo V. So I don't know how we're going to do this. You're gonna, we, we, are, we could potentially be shitting ourselves for this whole evening. But then you know what? It's Halloween night. Yeah, it's the time of fright and ghastly delights. 
Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not really going to work with us, is it? No. Okay, fine. I'll just have to try and, you know, wear my big girl pants and be all right. Yeah, Georgia B. But our next episode will actually be a Halloween special. Oh, yeah. Next Wednesday, October the 31st. So while we're away cacking our pants at this terrifying event to do with the Asia House Bagri Foundation Literature Festival, you could listen in on us talking about some horrific shit in our next episode <laughs> of the Native Immigrants Podcast. And we'll try to coax my brother Ashish to be there too. Yeah, because he loves horror films. Yeah. I might just leave you two to it. No, you gotta you got to be part of it. Maybe. I can't watch horror films. I'm useless. I used to get scared from like... You know, like the Dawson's Creek horror, like the Halloween oh, special. Oh, my days. I used to get scared of that. So, I'm sorry. Well, we'll try to get her to talk a little bit more about that. See if she, we can open up her fears and thoughts and stuff. And it might be more of a, a therapy session for you. You know, if you get this stuff off your chest, it might be able to wake you no, up. No, I'll just get laughed at by you both like you usually laugh at me. <sighs> We're not as cruel as that, people. They are. Anyway, next week, Halloween special. The Native Immigrants Halloween special. <laughs> He's going to talk like that all the way through all it. All the way through well. it, yeah. People switch off after the first minute. <laughs> right. Well, that's enough from the first half of this week's episode of the Native Immigrants podcast. When we're back on the other side, we're going to be talking about my video shoot recently, as well as public courtesy on transport. See you on the other side, people. Welcome back to the second half of the Native Immigrants Podcast. I'm Swami Barakas. And I'm Jojo B. And we failed. We failed? Yeah, we were trying to get the show out before we went to NCT class. Yeah, we never finished it. We never finished it. So we got the first half done and then it was like, do you know what? We're not going to get the second half done. We're going to have to go NCT. We went. And we went and we've only just come back from it. And now I'm really tired. Yeah, it's quite late in the day. Uh, Jojo B is obviously very, very tired right now. I also yeah. feel really nauseous. Today has been a nauseous day. Has it? It has. But it's okay. I've got some energy. <laughs> she's, that's what I'm saying. She's mustered up some energy and some courage to finish off the second half of the show. Because yeah. even I was just like, should we just leave it then? Should we leave this, this week's no, show? No, we have to finish what we start. Yes. You know, we're, we're there close to the finish line. Exactly. You know, with a hundred meters away, the crowds are cheering on either side. Mo Farah's like ten meters behind us, <laughs> so it's us versus the world, Jojo B. It is indeed. And now that everybody knows, yeah. I can be a little bit honest about these things. Absolutely. And today, I feel like shit. She does. But it's okay. But NCT, yeah. You know what? I'm quite, I'm quite feeling these NCT classes because I'm, I'm not gonna lie. When you told me that you're gonna sign us up for this thing. I really couldn't be fucked. I'd, I'd obviously, I want to be uh, very, very actively involved in the process of being a father. Mm-hmm. And also to support you, obviously, because you're going to be undertaking this very... I don't even want to use the word traumatic, because now it's all about using positive affirmations. In, yeah, positive language, darling. Yeah, it, through this beautiful serene humbling experience life-changing experience life-changing experience life-changing for the better yes so i was a little bit like am i gonna get anything out of this 
NCT, by the way, is antenatal classes. Yeah, yeah, sorry, apologies. So it's kind of like taking you through what the process is and, and kind of educating you on the process of labour and childbirth and and helping you prepare. Yeah, exactly. And it's extremely helpful. Yeah. I must say, we are, we're only a couple of, I was going to say a couple of episodes in. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're a couple of classes in. Yeah. And uh, so far, it's been more kind of introductory, I'd say. Well, you know, today was quite eye-opening. We don't want to spoil it for anyone. Yeah, exactly. If uh, you're going to go along, then, you know, it is useful. And only go along if you're pregnant. I wouldn't say it's something to just turn up at. Yeah, you know, like, probably you know, best. Off to... for like a piss-up session. And like, let's just go to this NCT class and just check it out. La, la, la. Then it's probably not as beneficial. <laughs> Can, you imagine? Can you imagine? Let's rave it up in an NCT class, fam. Oh, God. Um, it will, if I mean, if you're not pregnant, then it's definitely going to be an eye-opening experience. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll not only hear a lot of terminology that will go way over your head, you'll also see some very graphic imagery. Yeah, that will potentially put you off from having kids. No, I mean, I think the dads are very happy that it's not them going through it. So you just kind of see them looking at their other halves, just going. Good luck, love. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's very heartening, the fact that I'm not the most clueless person in the room. I know. I was expecting to go into the first class being this complete headless chicken and everyone was going to be talking all kinds of crazy language amongst each other. You know, like you know, like Joey from Friends. You know, there's that <laughs> one scene in that episode of Friends where he's sitting on the sofa and he, and he tries to instigate a conversation and then they start having conversations around around him and he's just sitting there like clueless as shit yeah and that's how i was expecting my experience in nct to be mm -hmm. but you know what i have actually gone into it pretty knowledgeable yeah because all of that stuff that i've been spouting at you for the last few months has somewhere somehow kind of worked its way into your subconscious mm. and you're there like it's there now and you can recite this back and you yeah. sound knowledgeable i'll kind of surprise myself how much i actually do know you know so i i'll go into every class and you know when the the lady the nct teacher asked mm -hmm. the question I actually know the answer to it. I'm one of the first people to put my hand up and be like, yeah. And then I say it. And everyone just looks at me really impressively. Like, yeah, oh, okay. Then they roll their eyes and go, oh, what a swat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've pulled out my, my apple for the teacher. <laughs> Man's going A star by the end of the class. That's what I'm hoping. It's, um, Do you get like a diploma at the end of it? Do you get like well, a you little get a baby at the end of it, love. Okay. But what do I get out of it? That you get a child to look after. Yeah, I just get like wee in my face and Probably. crap all over my hands. Yep, all um, that joy is to come. But um, yeah, I like our NCT class. I got warned before we went to this that there's it can go one of two ways. Mm. You can have a lovely group, or you can have a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> and we got a lovely group. No, it was yeah because if you're gonna pay all that money to do NCT class, like a private NCT class, yeah, you'd hope that. They're like-minded people doing the same thing. And we're kind of lucky that the people that we have are a bunch of nice guys. Yeah, they're really and lovely. And girls. Yep. And it's a, it's a diverse range of people as well. It's a nice mix. It's a nice mix. It's everything that's right about cosmopolitan London. Yep. Equality all round. Uh, and everyone's experiences are, are very, very different. And you're learning things off each other. 
all this kind of grown-up shit. All that boring baby malarkey. Do you know what I mean? What have we become, Jojo B? We've become poor because we spent a lot of money Yeah. Uh, in preparation. Yeah. And also uh, we've become very knowledgeable. Well, we're getting there. Yeah. We're learning. We're learning and kind of, you know, getting ready. Yeah, because between this and hypnobirthing lessons, I think we could like potentially become experts on this by the end of it. Expert parents. Yeah. The, not the, I don't want to be those, that kind of, you know, the thing I hate, we're talking about like vegans, you know, in the first half of the show mm-hmm. and how they like to tell you that they're vegan and reemphasize that. I don't want to be those parents because I've seen those parents in my lifetime. The ones that like, because they know something and then they kind of tell how you should raise your child or teach your child. I don't want to be that kind of parent. No, I think parenting is very individual. I think you need to kind of work out what works best for your baby. Yeah. And people will always want to give advice. And the same with us. We probably will want to spout all the advice and all the things that we've learned as well. Mm, yeah. But it doesn't mean that you have to do it or that it's right for you. Um, it's just what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I also really dislike when people try to school their parents on how to parent. Oh, my God. Because that really pisses me off. Our parents have managed to get us to adulthood mm. and make sure that we stayed alive that whole time. Yeah. And, you know, and have looked after us. And then people like start telling them no mum that's not how it should be we're gonna do this and you should do this and don't allow our child to do that or that sometimes fair enough certain things yeah I guess. like eating too many sweets my parents let me eat too yeah many sweets. exactly that kind of stuff fair enough but just generally like come on my parents raised two children your parents raised three children between mm. them they know what the hell they're doing yeah yeah. You know, have some faith in your parents, people. Yeah, and like I said in one of our previous shows, it might have been the last episode, that, you know, you can't read into everything you read in books as well at the same time. Mm. Books will only tell you so much. It's practical experience and knowledge and wisdom that you will find it becomes the most useful information through this whole process. The experience of people alongside you that have having children or have had children and like as much as people ridicule some of the old school methodology of their parents, you know, that stuff still applies today, if not more so now, where we're trying to look for answers in Google or books, yeah. etc. They pretty much laid the foundation for a lot of this stuff. They are the textbook because exactly. it's enabled you to be the person you are today. Exactly. Obviously, you know, it's, the problem is sometimes where you do allow your kids to spend time with their grandparents and the grandparents not sometimes don't necessarily keep to your you know baby plan in terms of sleeping patterns in terms of food things like that and well you know it's a grandparent's prerogative to to spoil their grandchild yeah but you suffer the consequences of it when your child is at two in the morning and i'm sure that it can be very irritating and i'm sure we will probably get a bit irritated by it when we've got a hyper child coming back to us because it's had like a ton of sweets yeah but you know that's how they show their love (laughs) yeah by putting us through hell thanks mom and dad yeah well, talking about putting people through hell during this pregnancy process. Uh-huh. Public transport. Oh, don't get me fucking started. And courtesy. <sighs> we were going to speak about this on the previous show, but we went full hog on hyperemesis. And I think over the course of the next few shows, you're going to have different viewpoints about pregnancy from Jojo B's perspective. I won't bore you, but there are some interesting things you learn when you're pregnant. 
Care to share, Jojo B? Um, so, bit of context here. I was brought, born and brought up in the north. And um, if you didn't know already, yeah. And in the north, at that time anyway, you were taught that if you're on public transport and you're sitting down and you're young and you see someone older than you or, you know, like less able than you or pregnant, you get the fuck up and you give them your seat. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how it works. My mum would be like, Jalot! And then tell me to get up and then I would have to stand there while somebody sat down. Yeah. This does not seem to apply in London. <laughs> and um, especially, and this might be a controversial thing to say, but I belong to this group, so I'm allowed to say this. Ethnic minorities in London will not get up for you if you are pregnant. Oh dear. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not dis- discriminating against any particular ethnic minority. We're all the fucking same mm-hmm. in London. Unless, of course, you're born and brought up in the North and you you bring your manners with you. Oh, discriminatory against the South. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. If I see Asians on the train, they will very rarely get up. There have been, obviously, some exceptions, mm-hmm. especially with the young ladies. Young Asian women have been lovely. Young black women have been lovely. But, especially of the old, slightly older generation, when there's nothing wrong with them, they're just, you know, lazy. They won't get up for you. Okay, so how old are we talking, Judge B? Because you, you can't say slightly older generation if someone's in their 60s no, and 70s. No, I'm not expecting anyone then. who's in their 60s to get up for me. Mm. But, you know, if you're sitting there and you're like 40-something, yeah, get the fuck up. Unless there's something wrong with you. <laughs> You know, okay. fair enough. There might be something wrong with you. But some people, I'm not joking. Like, they'll just... It's a really Asian thing to just stare at a bump. Mm. You know, you spend your whole married time being told, get pregnant, get pregnant, get pregnant. You get pregnant and then they're like, oh, she's pregnant. She had sex. <laughs> How dare she be in public flaunting her bump? And they just stare at you. They will sit on the tube and stare at you. They won't get up for you. They will just stare at your bump. Mm. It's really fucking rude. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. End of. <laughs> Rant over. Oh dear. Oh dear. It might be a very controversial thing to say and there'll be loads of people going, but I get up for you. That's fine. Yes. Some of us do get up. Not all of us are terrible. I'm generalizing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. in my general experience now over the past few months and I get on the tube very regularly, not every day anymore, because I don't go into the office every day. Yeah. But when I do go into the office and I am travelling to and from work, it will be the ethnics that won't get up. Wow. Okay. And this is despite you... I know one thing is having a bump. You know, you could just be having a, a bloated day. Um, no, I've got a very pregnant bump now. Yeah, okay. So, okay, so the bump is a lot more... But it, may, it wasn't necessarily as apparent before. I'm not, in, no, I'm not saying and that, and it... I'm not what, talking... A- like, I'm not defending anyone. I'm just, I'm just going to say that even I used to look at you and say, do you know what? You don't actually look that pregnant. But do you know what the irony of that is? Is that I was more likely to get a seat before than I am now. For, like, now, my bump just seems to offend people. <laughs> That's crazy. Whereas before, I had a baby on board badge because I was very nauseous, as this I This is what I was going to say. Now, because you've had that badge consistently over this, the whole course of this pregnancy. Yeah. So people can see the badge. If they can't, if they don't notice the bump, 
the the badge isn't going anywhere. Yeah. So they know this is a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. Are, are people looking at you thinking, you know, if you don't necessarily look at right, right now, you look very pregnant and very yes. heavily pregnant. Yes. And about three or four months in, you may not necessarily have looked, you know, as far gone in the process. No, but I used to look very green. True. <laughs> very peaky when I was on uh, public transport. But do pe- would people think... Like, oh, she's pregnant, but she doesn't look that pregnant. I'm, I'm not going to stand this up This is you. what I'm saying. Back then, maybe because it just looked like I was going to puke on them, but actually people did get up for me. Hmm. It seems to have got worse as I've got, as my bump has got bigger. Right, yeah, yeah. And I don't understand it. I don't get it. And you know who's the worst? Hmm. Just middle-aged men. Middle-aged men of any background right, are right. literally the worst people for this. Screw you, middle-aged men. <laughs> Oh dear. Rant over, honestly. I just had to get it off my chest. I've been wanting to say this for a while. I've been saying this for ages. Yeah. We're going to talk about this on the podcast. We're going to talk about how rude people are. People are rude. And people stop it. And if you're rude. one of those rude people, fucking look in the mirror and have a word with yourself. Yeah. And if you're not one of those people and you're actually very polite and you do get up, well done. Yeah, no. Thank you very much. much I appreciate it. Yeah, obviously, because, you know, from I hear about this quite frequently from your trips coming back home and then, you know, we sit down and talk about very similar experiences that you've had over the course of the last few months mm-hmm. where people haven't got up for you, uh, seen that you're pregnant and looked in your direction and then just carried on sitting there or basically closed their eyes to act yep. low asleep. Middle-aged men close their eyes, go to sleep. Yeah, but you did, you did have a couple of instances where people actually called specific people out as well yes. at the same time yes and those are lovely people and they've been standing themselves and they've seen me get on and everybody who was sitting ignore me mm. they've actually said or oh, you get up she needs to sit down yeah and that's really nice and very much appreciated because i'm not a confrontational person so i won't say to somebody can you get up for me please maybe i should you know yeah, that's maybe i should be saying that but i'm not the type of person to do that I just expect somebody to be polite. I think there's a difference between being confrontational and politely saying to someone, uh, sorry, excuse me, um, I'm feeling a little bit nauseous or feeling a little bit off colour. I'm pregnant at the moment. Would it be possible if I have this seat? I have done that once. I've done that once at the very, very beginning. Um, so I didn't obviously have the bump. I had my badge on though, but I was only going one stop. So I didn't want to I didn't want to make anyone get up. But yeah. I started to feel really sick. And you know when your knees go wobbly and you just you start to get that feeling of I'm going to pass out right now. Yeah. And I said to this guy, we were nearly at the station as well. It was the last stop. And it was, I was only going one stop and it was the last stop. Um, so I was nearly there and I was like, I'm really sorry, but I think I'm going to pass out. Do you mind if I sit down? <laughs> and this guy, bless him, got up and, you know, was lovely. And I was like, of course, because he didn't have anywhere else to go anyway. And it was like, we were going to be there in 30 seconds. Mm. But um, that was very nice of him. It would have been nicer if he'd seen that you were pregnant and got up for you first on the offset. Yeah, but again, because like, it was only one stop. I didn't feel like I wanted to say, I'm I'm not one of these people who's like, I'm going to travel once, I'm going to make someone get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, but usually on my way home, I'm traveling a number of stops. Hmm, hmm. Can I just say the Piccadilly line is the worst for this as well? Okay, okay. Piccadilly line and the central line. Right, okay. Two of the, two of the busiest lines yeah. in terms of the number of different stops. Yeah. So I think people are already quite pissed off that time in the morning and then pissed off on the way back home at that time of the day. Yeah. So I think a combination of those things, 
plus a aggravated pregnant Jojo B doesn't help the situation as well at the same time. Yeah, West Londoners, you need to sort yourselves out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is mostly the uh, Asian community as well. You, know. you need to sort yourselves out. <laughs> Just putting it out there. And like I said, if you are one of those people that does get up, good on you. You've got some manners and you're a nice person and a thoughtful person. And if you don't get up, you're a shithead and you need to learn some manners and be a better person. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always been taught to, to get up if you see an elderly person, yep. man or woman or a pregnant lady. Yeah then, you know, you get up from your seat. Or someone who's injured. Like, I, I've heard stories from people at work who said that they got onto trains and they had broken arms and they couldn't hold on properly. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and nobody's got up for them. I would never dream of doing that. If I see someone who's not able, mm. for whatever reason, I will get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like that's just, oh, it just makes me really angry. Yeah. If a person's not obviously got an issue or a problem it's, it's difficult to ask somebody to just get up for you as all well at the same time like like i said you your situation was you were pregnant yeah and if unless you had a badge or seen that you were visibly pregnant then it'd been very very difficult yeah. so that's why i say if you feel that you do have a problem if you ask people politely courtesy means that they might actually get up for you anyway and i've done that in the past i was sitting on the train and a girl got on and she was holding on and the train was quite busy, it was quite hot. And she just kind of, she looked, she started looking a bit peaky. And um, and then she just said to me, I'm really, really sorry, but I feel really faint. Do you mind if I sit down? And I got up and I let her sit down. I was like, I don't want you to faint on me. I don't mm. want you to throw up on me. So here you go, take my seat. Yeah, you yeah. know, she asked nicely and, and I did it. Because there wasn't anything otherwise wrong with her. She was just feeling a bit hot and a bit faint yeah, that day. Yeah. That's fine. I think it's just the... Uh the cynical nature of a London commuter because you probably have like loads of people who just make up some shit and be like look bruv I've, you know I've just got a really really bad leg I'm able to sit down and they're perfectly fine <laughs> and so people get up for them maybe you know it's it's the thing it's you know if you become so cutthroat and ruthless especially on London travel and so it sometimes brings out the worst in you as well at the same time just um, selfishness that is unnecessary I think it is yeah so so yeah, if you are on a train and you do see Jojo B, in or the any next, other lady or any who other is pregnant, pregnant lady, you know, but they're, they're not my wives. Jojo B is my wife. Get up for her because you know the only person that's gonna lose out on all this is me because I'll get <laughs> I'll be hearing about it for an entire evening when she's back home, and I don't think either of us want that. Right? Okay. So lastly, I had a video shoot, Jojo B. Oh my god. After how long? I think it's been a year. Wow. It's been a very, very long time. I shot like a freestyle video with the Punjabi Scratch Addicts earlier on this year. Yeah. But this was an on-location performance shoot. And which location did you choose? Uh, well, I didn't choose it. Okay. The well, where did you go anyway? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me give you some backstory on this. Uh, I was featured in a track by D-Light MC called Leave It Alone which we also played on our live radio show on Newcastle Spice FM. That was a couple of shows ago. It was indeed. Mm -hmm. And uh, we finally got a chance to shoot the video for this track. It's been a long time coming. Yes, in London, in Brick Lane. That's a good place to choose. Yeah, and it was a vibing. It was on an amazingly sunny day. Honestly, it felt like a summer's day. And the whole area was vibing. Everyone was in t-shirt and shorts. There was like uh, the market going on, loads of food stalls. 
the park was heaving just behind Brick Lane itself. Just such an amazing atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And then there was us shooting a video in the midst of all this. <laughs> um, Did you get any stairs? I, I did get a few stairs, but then, you know, just because I'm a rap superstar, so they're like, is that Swami Varakis? Could that be him? Should we ask him? Should we see Wagwan? But, you know, obviously no pictures, no comments when Swami Varakis is working. So it was um, an amazing shoot, and um, we had some great people pass through. Donnie Brasco passed through. Uh, Swifty Beats passed through as well at the same time. Mm-hmm. Just a really good, fun shoot. And it was just great to be back in front of a camera doing the kind of things that I love to do. Well, you need to do it more often then, don't you? I will, and I should. And I will do next year, I think. I think 2019 is the year of a... I won't even use the word comeback because everyone's just like, fuck's sake. Everyone's like, for the last 10 years, everyone's like, the following year is my year, dot, dot, <laughs> dot. You know. Let's see how much time you have with a baby. Exactly. Um, but you'll also have a lot of inspiration for your songwriting. I will indeed. Oh, yeah, the baby, isn't it? I wish you could all see the look that I've just given him. <laughs> I don't want to do that whole, like, weird... What I don't want to do is make those, like, Asian version of Will Smith's Just the Two of Us kind of <laughs> tunes. Right, <laughs> Please I do, do that. That'd be no. amazing. Oh. <laughs> It doesn't really work in Gujarati, does it? What would it be in Punjabi then? I'm not going to sing. Because <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I'm not going to sing. Oh dear. Okay, I so. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine. Like, I could just visualise this video now as well. Jojo V. Like doing her best Will Smith impersonation. Oh, no, no, no. None of that. Tunehu. Come in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but big up D-Light MC. Look out for the video. It's going to be out very, very soon. He's trying to turn it around really, really quickly. So support. You know, we spoke on that show, that radio station show, about the next generation of talented rappers and singers here in the UK and how we do need to support. And he's part of that next generation. And so people go out and support because that's the only way artists are going to develop and a scene will grow but it needs a collective community to come together and unite to make that happen so i'm supporting him supporting his cause and i hope you all do the same right well that's the end of this week's episode of the native immigrants podcast next week will be our halloween special we'll take a break from baby talk next week we'll just talk about scary things instead as if baby talk isn't scary enough for fuck's sake <laughs> do you know what I mean it'd be a whole different kind of horror no positive positive affirmations okay it'll be a happy time it'll be a good time it'll be a scary time okay this one, I'm not hitting enough fucking cliches right here but that's the end of this week I'm Swami Barakas and I'm Jojo B I will see you all again next week, people. <laughs> see you. Mm-hmm.